This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, April 23rd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, and I'm joined this morning by Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing alright. I'm doing alright. I'm uh, getting ready to hear it tomorrow from Matt about J.A. Happ last night, but but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, that uh, the Astros lineup is uh, pretty inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was tweeting at me all night about how good J.A. Happ was doing. <laughs> he slowed down a little bit near the end, but did just fine. I'm going to hear it, deservedly so. <laughs> I'm going to hear about it. Yeah. How'd your uh, DFS teams do yesterday? I actually right? didn't get in yesterday. I wasn't going to have a chance to do the last minute tinkering, so I just didn't uh, get in there. Yeah. Well, that's... One of the things people really like about DFS is you can just do that, you know. I definitely oh, yeah. have those days where I get busy, you know, away from my keyboard and realize, oh crap, I didn't set my lineups for my traditional leagues, you know. You gotta kinda panic and make sure everything's set up, but it's nice in DFS to just go, oh, I don't have to worry about it today. Yeah, it's definitely a, uh, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yep. Well, we are looking to some of these lineups for today, for Thursday, the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And uh, as usual, let's go ahead and just start a catcher. Anybody sick at you, a catcher? Well, the day game, or the day contest, is the one that has most of the games today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple names stuck out to me from that group. Uh, Yasmani Grandel, uh, Carlos Ruiz is batting fourth for the Phillies these days. Yeah. Uh, that's always nice. And uh, he's up against a pretty hittable pitcher. Yeah. Uh, and uh, David Phelps. Yeah, yeah, it's David Phelps today. Who's not? Yeah, he, yeah he's not he's someone to. He's someone the Phillies can hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the other thing to really kind of look out for with these day games is the backups coming into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Cubs are facing a lefty, so Miguel Montero wouldn't have started anyhow. But one of Wellington Castillo or David Ross are going to start, and uh, I I like that matchup as well. Yeah. I think go find for them against uh, Jeff Locke. Jeff Locke, yeah. Matt's boy. Matt loves Jeff Locke. <laughs> he's, uh, Locke's fine sometimes. Yeah. So he, has, he has his good a, days, that's for sure. He's a command and control guy who sometimes loses command and control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a matter of, is he on that day? Is he hitting his spots or not? Yeah. He's capable of getting it done sometimes, for sure. I owe it to Yasmani Grandal, because he gets uh, Vogel Song. Who's not mm-hmm. scary. I don't like it, but Salvador Perez gets Chris Sale. Salvador Perez likes to hit lefties, but I think that is outweighed heavily by Chris Sale just being really good. You know? Right. I'm like, oh, I'm obligated to write down Salvador Perez against a lefty, but not really. I can't see taking that. If he does, if he gets some hits, I wouldn't be shocked, but it's really hard to bet against Chris Sale. <laughs> the other one, and I'm going to want to talk about these guys later, but Steven Vogt gets Nick Tropiano. Mm-hmm. And a week or so ago, we, or maybe two weeks ago, we, we talked about the Oakland A's and what to expect from this lineup. And so far, and it's very sh- small sample size. It's, you know, just a few weeks in, but the A's are hitting like crazy. These are a lot of these guys. We'll get to this later. Um, I'm yeah. going to bring this up again if we go through our picks, but Steven Vogt, small sample size doing awesome and was good last year. And he gets Nick Tropiano. Who is an interesting pitcher, but not one to avoid streaming against, I feel like. Absolutely not. And for that late game contest, I think Vote's kind of the guy to go after. 
Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, Perez is only $100 more than Vote, but he's also facing Chris Sale. I yeah. don't know <laughs> how much that platoon advantage outweighs Chris Sale being himself. Yeah, Chris Sale's <laughs> pretty good. That's interesting to me. I will check the box score on him, but I'm, I, you know, I, I can't fully recommend him, you know. Yeah. Um, how about first base? I like the red stack today against okay. Kyle Loesch. He's yeah. just, I've he's happened to have watched two of his starts and he just looks terrible this year. Yeah. And he's the kind of guy who could just kind of piece it together and be you know, pretty reliable at any point in time. But until he shows that I'm going to be going full hog on him and, you know, Joey Votto looks great. Uh, we'll talk about some other reds going forward in the other positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guys I have my eyes on, um, Adam Lind is against Homer Bailey. He's a bit of a you know, fly ball pitcher. Miller Park's good for home runs. That's uh, a pretty good fit there. And then I also have uh, Yonder Alonso at Coors Field. Yeah, Alonso's interesting because he's the one big lefty in the Padres lineup. But right. he's also not very good. And I guess, I mean, he- I, be- I believe in the Padres lineup. And obviously, I believe in Coors Field. But... Yonder Alonso has just always been really uninspiring. My opinion of Alonso is he's not your prototypical first baseman, so you're not yeah. looking at him for power. He's more of a guy who uh, he's he's kind of almost a very poor man's Vado, where he'll put a bunch of balls in play, uh, a bit, bit above average in that regard for a first baseman. Mm-hmm. And at Coors Field, there's just there's a lot of opportunity for doubles. Right, and putting the ball in play in Coors Field is kind of what you want to do. You know, he's uh, somehow related to James Loney, I suppose, <laughs> when James Loney was doing the good things James Loney could do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think... that comparison. He's got yeah. a little more power than Loney. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about Coors Field today is, not only is it Coors, it's also pretty much the best location for weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, temperature's nice and uh, warm, ball should be flying. Yeah. Um, the Rockies are starting Jordan Lyles and Steve Adams... Uh, did a guest pick on our Field of Streams contest, and he likes to have fun with it with his guest picks, and he actually took Jordan Lyles, and Jordan Lyles may not be a great pitcher, and the uh, Padres lineup might not be a bad lineup, but he pointed out that they are very righty-heavy, and Jordan Lyles kills righties. So, again, hard to get real excited about it, but another one <laughs> kind of like Salvador Perez, for like, I'm going to check that box score today. You know, because if you can keep those righties quiet, you know, it, it, interesting. Hard to recommend, but interesting. Jordan Lyles. Right. Yeah, I had Votto written down. I had Lind written down. Homer Bailey looked good. Or, pardon me. Homer Bailey looked bad in his first start. Oh, yeah. Um, I also wrote, depending on whether you believe in Bartolo Colon or not, Freddie Freeman goes to the Mets. The unbeatable Mets. Freddie Freeman said it over there. Aegon gets Vogelsong. You're going to have to pay for him, but there's nothing yep. wrong with that matchup. Um, and then another one of these A's that keeps hitting, Ike Davis gets Nick Tropiano. And Ike Davis has been pretty good. So, I don't know. Yeah, he's well, he's a good hitter against those uh, righties. Yeah, Ike Davis is interesting. Okay, how about second base for you? Uh, second base is a little thinner today, at least in, from my perspective. Uh, looking at uh, kind of that... Hesitant D Gordon recommendation that we give every day. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good matchup against Dustin McGowan. Yeah, Dustin McGowan. Who? Where's the over under for you on innings he goes today? Four. 
Yeah, three and some. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to go deep into the game. And then you're going to get in that Phillies bullpen, which has some bright spots, but also is not about to pitch five, six great innings, you know? No, no, it's it's definitely back-end heavy. Yeah. Um, you'll see probably multiple innings from someone like uh, Luis Garcia. Yeah, it would not be shocking to see the Marlins do pretty well and D. Gordon to be involved in that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you're a D. Gordon guy and you want to spend full price on him, today's one of the days to actually do that. Um, on the other side of that game, I have uh, Chase Utley, who's off to a kind of a slowish start, but you know, David Phelps is David Phelps, and they're playing a game in Philadelphia, so it's not to have to deal with uh, Marlins Stadium. Mm-hmm. So there's you know potential for Utley to go off on Phelps. Sure. Um, the cheap option for me at second base on Thursday is Micah Johnson for the White Sox gets Jordana Ventura. And he's only stolen a pair of bases so far, and he has no power to speak of. But um, he has stolen base potential. He, he's he's cheap, and Vin, he has the platoon advantage against Ventura. And I don't know. I, I'm not excited about him, but if you just had to fill in for a guy that might steal a base or so for you. I, I've had my eye on Micah Johnson. He's been disappointing so far, but it's still early. Um, yeah, Johnson's Johnson reminds me kind of what we thought Billy Hamilton would be, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just kind of a lot of empty contact. Yeah, and even the contact's not really where we would want it to be. Yeah, not yet. But I mean, it wouldn't shock you if there was a world war where he became a good pickup a month from now. You know? Yeah, he could get fine and start running more. I mean, even we just talked about Gordon. Remember how long it took him to get anywhere oh, as yeah. a starter? Oh yeah, uh, that was one of my see best. a similar growth. That was, uh, that was one of my best waiver wire grabs at the start of last season when I realized he might get a chance at that second base job. And it's like, hey, if he runs, he runs, you know? Yep. Yeah, that was one of my best slash luckiest waiver wire picks at the start of last year. Another yeah. cheap option you can go after is uh, Devin Travis. He's up against Chris Tillman, who's just... <sighs> Tillman's always been a bit overrated in my eyes. I um, think so, too. Yeah. And... Oh, just looking at what I've seen this year, it probably amounts to maybe three innings spread over two games. Uh, not seeing anything different or overly impressive about him. He just seems like a guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, Travis is pretty much on fire. He's got a good swing. I talked with uh, Dan Farnsworth about that. Uh, he really likes uh, Travis's potential. Yeah, uh, he's quick can to hit. the ball, has pop, uh, yeah. can run a little. He's kind of a you know triple threat in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can hit, for sure. That's kind of why he got that second base job. It's not a great defense, uh, defensive guy at second, but he has the potential to hit, and so far, right. so good. How about a third base? There's only one name I wrote down, and <laughs> it's not an exciting one. Well, no, it is an exciting one. It's a peculiar one. I have Chris Bryant. Yeah, that's Jeff the only name I wrote down as well. Uh, <sighs> just, it's just... You hard got that platoon advantage. He yeah. hits the ball so hard. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff Locke's not going to, you know, strike him out a bunch of times. He might, but it's, yeah, it's he, not. He could. <laughs> he certainly could. It's Chris um, Bryant. It's a volatile guy. Uh, who knows? Who knows what he can do? But he's been good at the plate so far. I do think he's the real deal. I believe in him as much as any sane person does. But who knows? he's been up, you know, less than a week. Who knows what he's going to do? Um, that said... I like this matchup for him, you know. Yeah, there's, and looking at the other alternatives out there, it's just a pretty easy choice, I think. Yeah. Going for Bryant. Yeah, nothing uh, really exciting at third base. 
uh, on Thursday. A lot of fine options, you know. I wouldn't tell you not to go with. I don't know. It's hard to to find anybody to get real excited about. <laughs> you know, he might be a popular pick, but I do like that. Um, same with shortstop. Uh, Starlin Castro gets a lefty. There's a lot of decent righties in the Cubs lineup, mm-hmm. and uh, Starlin Castro, who is good at making contact uh, on his own, gets Jeff Locke. Good thing Matt's not here. Matt would be upset about us picking so many pitchers against his boy Jeff Locke, but. I like a lot of those Cubs righties, you know. Yeah, and the the one thing to look out for is that game is at PNC Park, so the home runs are not going to be very prevalent, or we shouldn't expect them to be. Mm-hmm. And the Pirates have a ridiculous outfield. Uh, just their ability to flag down balls in the gap kind of really hurts mm-hmm. uh, the opposition. Yeah, I can see that. Any other short stops for you today? On DraftKings, Billy Hamilton's a shortstop, and, you know, I like that matchup against Loesch. Yeah, that would be a good pick. That'd be helpful. You could also yeah. try Addison Russell, uh, if you just wanted to kind of throw if the you're dice feeling real lucky. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's got that same matchup against Locke. <laughs> yep. Alright. How about in the outfield? I had at least some more names in the outfield. I mostly kind of fixated on some of the upper crust guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got those three Padres outfielders at Coors Field, yep. and while they don't have the platoon advantage against Lyles, they do have Coors Field. Yeah. So I, I feel like those are kind of offsetting factors. Yep. I uh, could also, see things going both ways there, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There, I wouldn't necessarily stack that, but if you have some money to spend, I might you know take a gamble on one of them. Yeah, and the, I like all three of those guys, and they nicely come at different uh, value tiers as well. Mm-hmm. Upton's expensive. Kemp's certainly not cheap, but he's, you know, cheaper than him. And then Will Myers is the cheapest. So you can kind of pick one to fit in, and they're all batting near the top of the lineup, you know. So yeah. might be one of those guys you pick last in your lineup, whoever you can afford. As I mentioned before, I liked guys against Kyle Loesch today. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Jay Bruce in the outfield. And Hamilton has outfield eligibility, too. Yeah. Uh, so you can run him out of their position. Uh, Jorge Soler, Angel Pagan. And that's pretty much where I've gone with the outfielders. Uh, there's a couple in the late contest. Uh, I don't mind Mookie Betts against uh, Jake Odorizzi. Uh, Adam Jones just hitting well, and Drew Hutchison is not pitching well. Uh, yeah. Travis Snyder's another option with the Orioles. Yeah, if you believe in Travis Snyder. Yeah, I noticed the Dodgers are throwing out Mike Bolsinger, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, the guy you'd totally want to stream against, but the Giants aren't that inspiring, to be honest. No, there's there's not too much to pick from for DFS purposes. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Angel, really... Angel Pagan's my favorite. Yeah, and, Pagan's really the guy there, uh, at least based on you know, value. And he's... Buster Posey's obviously a very good p- player, but... Uh, his price as a catcher is hard to roster mm-hmm. in general, and then when you're putting AT&T Park into the equation, it just makes it hard to use him. Yeah. Yeah, I had Solaire. Uh, if you like the Marlins stack in Philadelphia, which I don't blame you for, Giancarlo Stanton, he doesn't oh, yeah. have a platoon advantage, but I don't think it matters when he gets Dustin McGowan in the Phillies bullpen, you know? Um, I wrote Jock Peterson. He goes to AT&T Park, which isn't great, but he gets Ryan Vogelsong. And that's a Dodgers lefty for you. Um, Josh Reddick gets Nick Tropiano. Again, I think some of these athletics are kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Reddick has always had pop, but it's been a little up and down with his performance, you know. Um, but no reason to think he can't use his power there. 
Um, da also gets Hutchison, Pompey gets Tillman, and then Kevin Kiermeyer gets Clay Buckles, and Clay Buckles. I keep using the word volatile, you know, and I, and I mentioned in this podcast. <laughs> I'm not even before. sure he's volatile. He's just very hittable. <laughs> yeah, but some days it looks good. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah, they don't some fall Some days he in. gets through the lineup. Uh, yeah. in, if you're looking at DraftKings lineups, it's uh, Tropiano's not even an option for pitchers. So that late contest has seven guys to choose from. Yeah, uh, Buckles isn't a terrible kind of sneaky pick. Yeah, there just because the Rays lineup are really unimpressive. The game is at Tropicana Field, which is pitcher friendly. Yeah, uh, could work in his favor. Could completely backfire. Yeah, uh, but there's not a lot of choice out there. Yeah, out of those four games, the late games. I mean, you can either pay for sale against the Royals, who there's no reason he can't do really well. Rodana Ventura is fine. He doesn't really do a lot for me, but the White Sox aren't that scary. Um, I really like Jake Odorizzi. He gets a tough lineup in the Red Sox, but I like Jake Odorizzi. He yeah, strikes guys out, and that's really helpful. It's it's really hard to balance you know, his kind of skill set versus what the Red Sox can do as a lineup. Yeah, yeah. He could just cut through them, and there's also that scenario where he just gets hammered. Yeah. So... But it's going to happen a lot with the Red Sox when they're facing pretty good pitchers. Yeah. Matt and I are actually picked opposing pitchers for today. I have Kyle Hendricks going to the Pirates, and he has Jeff Locke coasting the Cubs. Uh, it'll be exciting for us, at least, to watch that <laughs> game. I like Kyle Hendricks all right. The The ceiling's fairly low, but I think the uh, floor is also fairly high. And the Pirates are a fine offense, but not a stay-away offense, in my mind. Um, if he can keep the ball on the ground, he could do just fine, you know. I can see that. In DFS, it's harder to get excited about him because he doesn't strike out enough batters. Yeah, he, he's a tough play in DFS because of that. It's, uh, yeah. he's kind of like a crappier version of like a Tim Hudson. Yeah. Uh, where you just, it's hard to use him in general because of the strikeouts. You really need him to throw a lot of innings and yeah. he hasn't really shown that ability yet. Yep. But if you, uh, if you're looking for somebody to stream, just looking for some innings, you know, and, and maybe a win, I like him. You know, and the same with Jeff Locke. We we picked a lot of guys against Jeff Locke, but mm-hmm. the, the Cubs are still figuring themselves out. Yeah, that that is a, a riskier one that you can go with, and I think you can even go with that in DFS, yeah. uh, just because he has been pretty sharp in his early outings. Um, yeah. Tends could, to kind of go on a good run for could, a while before going sideways. I could see both sides of Julio Tehran at Bartolo Colon. Mm-hmm. You know, again, the Mets have won 10 straight, which doesn't tell me a lot, other than they're healthy and playing fine. Um, Bartolo Colon's been fine, not going to get a lot of strikeouts, but pretty defendable. Um, could beat the Braves without question. Uh, it's certainly possible. Julio Tehran's always awesome, and the Mets lineup still doesn't scare me, even though they've been playing well, you know. Other than that, I don't know. Max Scherzer gets the Cardinals, and there's no reason to not, you know, use Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer would have to be going to Colorado for me to think twice, <laughs> you know. Otherwise, the, it should be The thing be fine. I'm thinking twice about is his uh, $12,000 price tag on yeah. DraftKings. That's yeah. uh, he's, he's pretty unrosterable. <laughs> yeah. But, you, have um, to, you have to balance him out with. You have to feel good about, like, Jordan Lyles or Ryan Vogel's song if you want to use mm-hmm. Max Scherzer today, which yep. I don't. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Anibal Sanchez? Uh, I wrote a little bit about him today in the Daily Grind. He's uh, been bad, that's for sure. <laughs> and I but, own him in a league or two. 
He he's been bad in a very specific way. It's those home runs. Uh, yeah. Other than those home runs, he's not been that bad. Yeah, and that's a. There's a lot of theory going each direction on how much home runs are a pitcher's fault or not. You know, mm-hmm. some some you know it goes down to as much as FIP versus xFIP. You know, there's a lot of research into that, and it's often not necessarily clear. I I don't I he's better than this. That's for sure. And I want to say the Yankees aren't that scary, but they put the hurt on David Bryce yesterday. Um, to be fair, they were dealing with snow. I'm, I would wait and see with him. I'm certainly not dropping him or trading him just yet. Again, it's April. I keep getting trade offers in my leagues, and I'm just like, I I don't see myself making a trade in April, you know, unless I got an offer I really liked. But I'm usually telling people, give me another few weeks. Let me see my team first, you know. Um, and I feel that way about Anibal Sanchez, where I'm just like, I'm not giving up on him yet. I still really like him. I think he's a good pitcher. With things like that, you might hope that he's not hurt, because he gets hurt a fair amount, and that could certainly lead to performance problems. So, I don't know. None of that is a very clear answer for you on Anibal Sanchez. Um, <laughs> but I'm waiting. I'm not taking him today, you know, and if he blows up again, he might find himself on my bench. But, Yeah. Not a DFS guy for me right now, but in my standard leagues where I do, in fact, hone him. I'm staying patient. I don't know. Is that how you feel? Are you are you more worried than me? More or less. Uh, I, I pulled his uh, heat map of his home runs, and they're pretty much... There's one that's just, like, way in off the plate. Mm-hmm. And then the other four are, like, middle, middle, or middle up. Yeah. So it's... Just, he's getting hammered on pitches in bad spots. Yeah. I uh, hope that maybe he can adjust to that, and it's not just something where, you know, he is hurt and he's having trouble locating. Yeah. Let's, let's hope not. Like I said, he's a guy that has struggled to stay healthy before, so it would not be out of the question for him to be hurt again. And then the other one that I thought was interesting, and let's take us right into this, talking about the A's, is, uh, Jesse Chavez. Is a guy who's been good in relief. Last year was really surprising out of the rotation when he got opportunities to start. And we'll get a spot start here. He goes to the Angels. And the Angels, when they're good, they're good. That's for sure. You know, oh, yeah. and they're not a necessarily a stay away offense, but they're not one you really want to stream against either. But Jesse Chavez is interesting to me. You know, he, he's definitely a guy I root for, uh, yeah. just knowing his history. Uh, he bounced around a billion teams, it seems like. Uh, always kind of that 26th man. Yeah. And the A's finally got him where he was ready to take that next step. And, you know, he's another guy like McGowan who I'm not really expecting many innings from today. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't look at him for DFS for any use whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, he probably won't even hit the five inning minimum for the win. Uh, other than that, though, I'm want to see him too well. <laughs> yeah, that's another one today, to, a box score to check. You know, that's that'll be interesting. I want to see that game. I want to see how he does. Um, but yeah, these Oakland A's, we talked about a few weeks ago, and I was like, what do you expect? Because the A's always figure stuff out, you know, and with a lot of their hitters, I don't know, it seemed like the ceiling was low. Well, we're a few weeks in, and this is all small sample size, but something's going on with Oakland. Billy Butler's hitting three seventy seven. Stephen Vogt's hitting 362, and he's doing crazy runners in scoring position things, you know, which mm-hmm. I think you would agree is not really a thing. Interesting, but not really a thing. Like Davis is hitting 348. Sam Fold is hitting 315, you know, and all those guys, that's in, you know, 14 games or more for those guys. And then you have guys like Josh Reddick off to a hot start. I'm just, 
I don't know. I of those four, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Sam Fold, Ike Davis, Stephen Vogt, Billy Butler. Like, who do you think's the most legit? Like, I don't, I don't believe in Sam Fold. He's over thirty years old and has never been a great hitter. He's shown these BABIP streaks before. You know? Yeah, Fold's the guy who puts the ball in play, uh, has puts like the right angle on the ball that he can get these BABIP streaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. If you're just looking for kind of empty contact, he's not a bad choice uh, mm-hmm. to fill out like the back end of a roster in a deep league. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like skill sets, I believe in the most. I think Ike Davis is the one that you know I see and can kind of nod my head at. Yeah. Uh, just because it's really all about that platoon. He yep. hammers right-handed hitters. He disappears against left-handed. I mean, yep. right-handed pitchers. Yep. He disappears against the lefties and. You know, that's believe that will continue. I don't yep. know if he's a guy who can hit above 300 even against uh, opposite-handed guys, but he should have a decent average yep. just uh, so long uh, as that platoon has uh, managed closely. Yep, and 46 at-bats, one homer and four doubles, but six walks and six strikeouts, which is a nice thing to see from him. Yeah. You know, uh, it's only, you know, 14 games, but he's still young enough and he hit off the top of my head, 30-something home runs just a few years ago. This, the the, so the skill set's different, but I think the use case is pretty similar to that of Adam Lind. Yeah. And I think he's going to have kind of a similar type career. Yeah, they do really enjoy uh, pledging them. Yeah, in just uh, 2012, he had 32 home runs, you know, mm-hmm. which is quite a few. And uh, especially in today's hitters' climate, and then yeah, and that was the last... at uh, Citibank before they moved in the walls. Yeah, and I, you know, in the last couple of years, not nearly as much power, but the potential certainly there. And he's still young enough, you know, he has the pop. And I don't, I don't know. It's interesting to see what Oakland does with these guys. Billy Butler is four home runs already. He hit nine last year, I think. You know, and four doubles and. Six walks and nine strikeouts. Small sample size. Hitting three seventy seven though. It's a guy that could always make contact. And yeah, I, I, I buy a high average for him. I think yeah. he is like a three ten hitter. Yeah. Uh, even guy who could hit three thirty in a lucky year. Yeah. Uh, the power output. I'm not so sure about. He might hit more doubles there in Oakland. Yeah. Although Kansas had just as big of an outfield, so there's not really yeah. too much of a reason to expect improvement similar to uh, davis you know just go a couple years ago uh, billy butler hit 29 home runs in 2012 you know and again not as many since and he's still relatively young he's under 30 29 home runs from butler always felt a lot flukier than everybody was uh, waiting everybody he was a guy i felt like was a sleeper every year you know he's gonna put it together and find that power gonna find that power and he did once. Um, you know, I, I compared uh, Yonder Alonso to uh, Vada earlier today, yeah. but I should have compared him to Billy Butler. I That's think he's a, a lot more similar to Butler. I can see that. Yeah, that was better than my Loney suggestion. I can see the comparisons there, for sure. And then uh, Stephen Vogt, off the top of my head, I think, is 30 years old, or right in there. And he kind of came out of nowhere last year to to be really good. To be really good at the plate, so much so that they were moving him around to get him into the lineup, and he's now the full-time catcher. And like I said, a lot of Babbitt luck um, and runners, crazy runners in scoring position stats. But four homers, a triple, three doubles, and four, that resulted in 14 RBIs, which is not predictive by any sense. But yeah, uh, so far so good for Stephen Vote. And I don't, I don't fully believe, but I, you know, I would pick him right now. You know. <laughs> 
There's parts that I believe in and parts that I don't. Uh, yeah. He's got what four home runs already. Yeah, that that I don't believe in. Yeah. You know, it's same with Butler. I I see them both as kind of like ten home run guys in a season. Since they have four already, you can probably kind of take the over on ten, but mm-hmm. look for maybe like twelve or thirteen on a full year. Yeah. Don't change uh, your projection too hard. Of the header, uh, they are the the thing that I do believe in is he hits a lot of kind of line drive contact. He doesn't whiff a lot. Uh, he's, if memory serves, he's not super aggressive, but he's aggressive enough that he doesn't get into a lot of deep counts. Uh, so he avoids strikeouts two ways. Then, uh, his batted ball angles are kind of conducive to a, a high bat hit. Mm-hmm. So I kind of believe in certain aspects of his profile, uh, not as much the power. Yeah. So these A's are, uh, they're interesting. They're interesting mm-hmm. so far. And if there's anything you can say about, uh, Billy Bean's teams he puts together. And I knew that going into this year. I, I didn't know who was going to be good, but I knew they'd be interesting and it's delivering so far. You know, just, I just didn't expect him to do this, but here they are. And, you know, a month from now we might be talking about what a bad hitting offense <laughs> they are. It's, the thing about that lineup is you got a lot of guys who, and, and this is kind of like a Bean thing, is he's found these guys who can outperform their profiles. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And he's kind of chained them together and said, go have fun. And they're uh, it's working out so far. Uh, as you mentioned, it can you know backfire because they are, you know, individually these players are not as physically talented as, you know, like a Mookie Betts or a Jorge Soler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to see them kind of keeping up this pace, obviously. Uh, yeah. There's just, no one's going to hit 377 over a full year, at least no one with Billy Butler speed. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you have a lot of guys who will regress at the same time. There's a potential for a pretty solid, consistent lineup there. Yeah. They, they often rise above expectations, which is interesting. Um, the guys in the A's I'm waiting to see more from is uh, Marcus Semyon and Brett Laurie. You know, mm-hmm. two guys who could be okay and haven't done a whole lot yet. You know, Semyon's doing about what I expect from him. Yeah, uh, kind of a, a low average, some home runs, some steals, yeah. some run production. Two home runs, two steals. Seventeen, seven nineteen OPS so far. Yeah, if he does that all year, that pace, you'd be in business. You know. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I expect from him. Yeah, yeah, I'm keeping my eye on him. I like him as a cheap shortstop off uh, option in DFS sometimes. Great. Well, there's a uh, a glance at the Oakland A's from us as we're trying to figure out what they're doing <laughs> from a DFS standpoint. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Brad, before we uh, get on out of here? I think that covers today pretty thoroughly. It's uh, you know, 12 games a day, split yeah. 8 and 4. Uh, weather doesn't look too imposing, at least uh, for a rain perspective. Uh, there's a few games that'll be a little chilly. Uh, that Detroit one. Where it I have snowed a- yesterday. I have a zero to ten uh, home run scale that I use from a phone app, and it said zero today, uh, which it almost never does. Yeah. Uh, so don't expect a lot of power there in Detroit. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, Brad is on Twitter at baseball eighteen. Um, I'm on Twitter. I've changed my name after we talked a bunch about Matt doing it. I've changed mine. I am at Higgins FOS for field streams. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, what you think? Or uh, hit us up in the comments section on rotographs other than that uh we're gonna get out of here uh i'll be back tomorrow with matt and uh brad i'll see you next week see you then good luck with your lineups today guys and we'll see you tomorrow thank you for listening to the field of streams podcast 
For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>